certain drunk administrators swear all through the episode that it gets beep. dicey. Beep. <laughs> beep. Beep. All right. Let's kick this off. Oh, hey, Colin. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it had to come back at me. I've made Nathan's life hell. I'm uh, surprised that Nathan now. didn't mic himself for that moment. <laughs> Nathan should. All right. Anyway, Nathan's talking. <laughs> and he missed it. All right. Um, oh, I forgot. Never mind. Amy, I know where you live. <laughs> okay, I'll be good. Okay, then. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Go to hell, all of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Weaving Myths Season 4. We're here to talk about tabletop role-playing games and everything related to playing them online. I'm Colin, and joining me today are Amy. Hi! Eric. Good evening. And Ruben. Howdy. Our trusty producer, Nathan, is at the controls tonight, so if anything breaks, his fault. We're all staff from Mythweavers, one of the larger play-by-post gaming websites in existence and home to the largest repository of online RPG character sheets anywhere on the web. As always, Weaving Myths airs live every two weeks on Twitch, and we're joined by the impeccable Twitch chat today. Hello, Twitch chat. There. Today we'll be talking about oh, applying no. to and advertising. Oh, whatever, Amy. Today we'll be talking about applying to and advertising for games. Before we get to that, we do have some things we need to address about season three. Season three, yes. I get to be the bearer of bad news. Especially because it was one of the episodes that I had to write and produce and everyone hated, which was moderation. But we are missing three episodes. They're just not available in the web archive. The Twitch gremlins ate them, and I blame Nathan, as Colin did before. That will be a theme for this episode. Nathan said to blame him himself, so... Yeah. It was fair enough. Uh, as part of the after-action report from coming through that, we realized we needed to make some changes to, to how we produce uh, Weaving Myths for you. And as a result, Nathan has stepped off the stage to a place where he can make sure that we are all well-supported to deliver content that actually is entertaining, we hope, uh, but certainly educational, right? Right? We do educational here? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere amidst yeah. the uh, semi-intoxicated ramblings, yes. Right, something like that. Anyhow, uh, so Nathan at the producer's desk mean we get the fancy new layout that you're seeing right now and um, a whole suite of better tools to help him produce the content and get it out to all of your favorite podcasting locations. Uh, wherever you want to consume Weaving Myths, you can now find us. And we do mean all of them. All of them, yes. Uh, we are getting episode 11 and 12 back from season three. Nathan's working on those. Those will be up soon, if not already up. But um, yeah, three episodes. And so the content for those missing episodes will be redone in an entirely new, different style at a great expense here in season four. AKA when everybody finds time to redo them. Yeah. Well, no, it's I on the schedule because we have a producer moderation. now. Oh, that's yep. true. 
our yeah. entire schedule is planned for the season with dates and topics. Yes. We almost look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. Semi-trained quasi-professionals. <laughs> Bunch of monkeys hammering on keyboards. Yep. Pretty much. <clears throat> All right. Shall we begin, then? Let's do it. All right. We have talked about play by pose. We've talked about the site and everything, and we have decided it's about time to go back to the beginning. Um, play by post is a fairly simple concept to grasp. You take turns making posts and you respond to them. But uh, especially with the sudden influx uh, due to an unscheduled recruiting drive that we had, um, <laughs> specifically the site going down for two years. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Over Christmas. Yeah. Over Christmas. We uh, have decided to talk about applying to games uh, in general because every website has their own sort of ecology in that way. Um, we are how we do it ha has grown organically and it's different from others. Uh, most games aren't actually first come first serve. There are some games like Adventurers League and the Pathfinder Society that are typically first come first serve. Hmm. But uh, uh, because, as it's highlighted for Eric, apparently, uh, we are actually a player-heavy environment. Um, we have more players than we do GMs, and so GMs get to pick and choose who they think will make the best group and the best characters and uh, who will mesh well together. That's part of the role, the heavy role that we have GMs take on here. Uh, so... Yeah. I think part of the reason why I highlight it for myself is because as my recent promotion to administrator, I've been in charge of sprucing up a few things among them all of our game statistics so i have some first-hand data uh, that i can share and there are just a lot of applications out there um, we have 900 and almost 950 active games running right now and somewhere on the order of 30 games in the advertising phase among that so what that's one out of every 30 or 35 games that's advertising and Generally, we have somewhere around, a th what is it, 8,000 active members on the site. So you can imagine that the number of people who want to play in games is very large, and the number of games available is moderately large, but not large enough for the demand. What that means for you as a player, as you're applying, you need to think about, even in a game system that's moderately off the beaten path. And when I say moderately, I'll talk about D&D 4th Edition or D&D Basic or Mutants and Masterminds. Those are pretty popular systems. They're not in the top three, but you can expect that there's going to be a reasonable amount of competition to get into any of those games. Mm -hmm. you know, for, maybe, for recruiting five players, there's probably 10 to 15 apps that the GM is going through. Turn yeah. that on its head, talk about the complex or the, the complex the the highly played systems the fifth edition D D pathfinder uh D, &D 3.5 still highly popular tends had, to be go ahead uh who was it that had like 75 people apply to their pathfinder game uh i've had like that many applications yeah, yeah. 
I expect somewhere close to that when I open up my applications for my Eberron game. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really quite striking. Uh, if you go advertise for a popular game, you will not lack for players, but you will have a lot of choices to make when it comes to picking the ones that you want. So we'll get to advertising later, but right now let's keep uh, keep the focus on applying to games. Right. How do, you, uh, how do you make that application the best possible? Exactly. First of all, read the ad. Read the rules, the character um, guidelines. Thoroughly. Read everything that the GM has put in there. If they have put setting information, read it. If they yeah. have put Sorry, go ahead. I was just to say, beyond even that, if it's set the setting they haven't posted setting information, you still better read up on the setting itself. Exactly. If it's a Forgotten Realms game, you should know a bit about the realms. If it's a um, homebrew setting, usually GMs will have an out-of-character question and answer thread. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. uh, say, hey... How does this work in your society? Well, I haven't decided. Uh, GM could say, I haven't decided. What do you think? And work with the GM. Maybe come up with uh, uh, some sort of mutual storytelling right there. And that will also go a long way. Uh, someone who's active and interested in the game and the setting makes it easier for the GM to like you because it's like, oh, I don't have to... Babysit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely, I mean, if we're talking a narrative game, you cannot just take a stock character and try and throw it in an application. A, now, sorry, go ahead. It would be obvious that it doesn't fit because yeah. you haven't put thought into it. And B, other people are putting the thought in and that will be noticed by the other players yeah. and the GM. Yeah. Now, <laughs> mechanics... Most GMs are quite happy to babysit if you don't know the setting, if you can come up with a character that they like that's compelling yeah. or humanized. Not necessarily human because there are all sorts of various races, but someone that you can emotionally and empathically connect with. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, they should feel like they live in the world. Yeah. And characters that feel like they live in the world aren't just a bunch of numbers. No. One of my favorite has been the seasick sailor. <laughs> she wanted to be a sailor all of her life. Finally, finally got hired onto a ship and spent the next two weeks completely seasick and had to be booted off the ship. Yeah, it's, it's stuff like that that really helps. Uh, throwing in a few plot hooks as well for the GM. Absolutely. Are engaging with the actual game premise. If you hook your character into the actual game premise and the hook in the campaign, that's going to give you a leg up. One big thing, especially working on backgrounds, though, is avoid the ultra dramatic, damn near anime level backgrounds. My parents are dead. My parents are dead. Oh, I'm the sole survivor of an attack on the village. So, Unless you know, that makes with, sense, but yeah, avoid it. The problem with my parents are dead is you've just cut off a whole bunch of hooks to hook your character into the game. Mm -hmm. I like leaving are, my parents alive. Yeah, orphans are significantly characters. overdone. Right. Well, the the real killer here is that 
what that says to the GM is that I see my character in a bubble and everything about that character is mine and everyone else keep your hands off. Yeah. And what we have to be very insistent on here at Mythweavers, and it's in our terms of use, is that these are collective storytellings. The mm-hmm. games belong to everyone who participates in them. So as soon as you yes. put that content out there to share, you're part of the team putting together the story, which means that everyone else does, in fact, have a little bit of a say. And integrating your character with the story is only going to make it better, not exactly. take control away from you. However, everybody else needs to remember that this character is the only thing that player has in this game that is theirs. And Mm -hmm. so don't take advantage of that and be very respectful of that extended. Right. Yes. There is a mutual trust that has to happen in that relationship where you're ceding control so that someone else can help you make a better story. Yeah. uh, Star Wars game I'm in. Uh, My character is kind of an orphan. But isn't. Um, Her parents and her brother were captured by the Empire. She's Force-sensitive, so guess who's eventually going to show up as uh, one of the antagonists that they're going to face? One of the Inquisitors they're eventually going to have to face. Yep. Um, Guess who may get tortured, and my character may actually feel it and have to deal with that in the stressful situation or yeah i basically said well my character hasn't seen her parents or her brother forever i basically said here is my what my character knows about her parents and her brother this is their her interaction they are yours have fun with them throw them at me later and make my life miserable but i think if i were to boil it down to a sentence Give the GM a hook to remember your character. Just one unique thing. Something that stands out that makes your character memorable. Because if you're too generic, you're not going to stand out. And if you don't stand out, chances are you might not make the first cut. Yeah. Yeah, like the half-orc who is a pacifist and therefore an illusionist doesn't actually do harm. Uh, you know, how does that work? Well, could right. be fun to find out. On the flip side, I mean, we talked a lot about narrative games. There are definitely some very crunch-heavy games like, hey, yes. we're just going to go out and do some dungeon crawling and um, the Beat mechanics the are going to take... Things. Yeah, exactly. The mechanics are going to take center stage in this game. Um, if the GM says, hey, this is going to be a mechanics-heavy game, Go prioritize that crunch. Make sure you're asking the questions early. Will this concept work? Won't this concept work? What are your allowed materials? Hopefully that's all laid out in the ad. We'll cover that later. But especially understand the rules and what the GM wants and doesn't want. Because if you say, I absolutely want to play this character that's in this random splat book, and the GM said outright, that splat book is not allowed, you're never going to get picked. Yeah. Not yeah. no matter how much you beg and plead, you're never gonna get picked. Well, if personally, the GM what I'm... says no, listen to the GM and come up with something else. Yeah, if you if you push back too much, if I just say no, not available, guess what? I just had a really easy cut. 
Yeah. Now, it's worth clarifying. If they don't specifically ban stuff, yeah, absolutely. Hey, can I use this source? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just not but then, then it comes to if they say no, arguing for why they're wrong and why they should allow it is not going to help you get it. Worth pointing out, it's also against the site rules. You start arguing with the GM too much, we're going to have to step in. And we don't like to do that. No, we don't. And one thing I would also add, stop applying to the same to multiple games with the same stock character. <sighs> the shotgun approach. Yeah. The shotgun approach never... Well, okay, I'm not going to say never. It's it sometimes might work. Works. However... The shotgun approach, every single person's profile has a statistics tab. And on that statistics tab, you can look up all their recent posts. I know I personally, I know the rest of the staff, I know a lot of the regulars on the site tend to look into their applicants, see how they play in other games, see how they interact with other members. So if you apply to something I'm running and I look in history and, oh, hey, here's the uh, same drow cleric six times that you've applied to games with in the past two months, that's not going to look great for you. That's going to, okay, they're not putting in effort. If they're not willing to put in effort making something, how much effort are they going to put into the game itself? Well, and yeah. I'll also point out, a lot of times, you don't even have to do that because it's obvious. Yeah. Well, True. and we have a very active user base on the Discord. GMs talk to each other. Oh, yeah. All yeah. the time. The GM GMs workshop channel. And, too. Mm-hmm. The G- GMs are a tight-knit group because they have to be. There's probably you know somewhere around three to 500 active GMs total on the site. Just a wee bit outnumbered. They're they're yeah. all busy talking to each other, trying to get tips and tricks of what's going to work, what's not going to work. Yeah, it's yeah, tricking just... each other into becoming co GMs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Arm twist. Yes, Nathan. Thank you. Online, <clears throat> if the GM is going through all of this effort to lay out a really nice advertisement and all the material, they come up with the concept. The very least you owe in return is maybe at least tweak that stock character to fit the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. That level of effort will show. And I've applied to my fair share of campaigns with half-elven swashbucklers. I really like the character, I'll admit. I don't I do it the all class. the time. All the class. Every swashbuckler. Don't do it, it all the time. And it's not the exact same swashbuckler every time. But yeah. mechanically, I just like how that character works, and so I'm comfy with it. Well, that and yeah. I really like wizards, so I tend to apply with more wizards than anything else. But mm-hmm. you can bet at the bare minimum I'm going to change the background and race. Exactly. Yeah, I it it uh, it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. Communicating with the GM so you can tailor the character to the setting, and you know sometimes life gets us, and we're going to be close to the deadline for the application. Um, talk to the GM. Because the GM will let you know, oh my gosh, I'm a lot of characters. I'm going to close this ad early, which is not against the rules. 
and is probably good for sanity's sake in the really popular games. I'll be perfectly honest. If I had to go through 75 completed applications, I don't know what I would do. Well, you know, one way to kind of cut down on that number is some of us get tricky and put in little quirks. <laughs> our little gotchas in the rules to kind of weed some people out. See like how much times, they read it? Yeah. I mean, I will flat out state, like, if you do not follow my format, I won't even consider you. And I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, you I'm not going to remind you to follow the format. Yeah. <laughs> Chimmy says, like, no chimmies. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. Something like that. I mean, I've even literally put in something like, make sure you underline your class or I won't consider the character. It could be something stupid like that, but it shows that people actually read the material. So watch out for those. Nathan also points out to the Twitch chat, and we'll pass it on here on the uh, video, <laughs> that for our Patreons at the Platinum level, there is available a monthly character review where Nathan will personally go through and assess your character's suitability and make some suggestions. So, uh, And it's worth noting the current Patreons at that tier aren't really hammering him with review requests right now, so he needs stuff to do. Exactly. <laughs> when he's not busy being here on the video taking barbs from us, he's got so much time on his hands. All and if you're the time. Platinum, I will also happily help with formatting. Ooh, that's a Ooh. currently unspecified promise that may get worked into a, the actual tier. <laughs> Be careful with that. Oh, I mean it. It's well, formatting is important. Segway. I know. You see how masterfully I did that? That, that was, was awesome. impressive. <laughs> but it doesn't work. Right you pointed out. We lampshaded the yeah, hell out well. of that one. <laughs> Uh, no, formatting is important. A lot of times, especially as a GM, I like certain formats because it lets me see everything in the order I want to see it, and that way it's easier to compare characters. If the GM has specified a template, use it. Oh, God, yes. That is... In ads where the GM has specified a template, that is probably the single easiest cut is the person that ignores it. Yep. Yes, BB Jeez. code templates can be a bit of a pain in the ass, especially, I know some of the ones I've seen, especially for World of Darkness games, some of those BB code templates are insane. Yeah. Um, but you've got a community that's willing to help you put it together. It's not I, like, here's this and you Sorry, I cut you off, Colin. No, you're good. Go. Uh, uh, I have posted in Twitch chat a link to the template for the next game I'm going to be running. Uh, specifically on the GM side, if you scroll down, you'll notice I've actually done cut and paste BB code for the template lower down to make things as easy on the players. And if somebody has gone through the trouble to do this, you better darn well use that formatting. Yes. Please. Respect the person who has done the work for you. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and if the GM hasn't posted a template, try and format your your kind of information in a way that makes it easy for the GM to 
kind of find what they need to find. Right. They specified things in the advertisement. These are the things I'm looking for. If you make those tiny print or put them in spoiler tags or bury them in a mountain of images, the longer it takes them to parse through your character, the harder it's going to be for you to get selected. The effort threshold is real. Now, sometimes there is no template. Sometimes they just want a character sheet. Especially the popular systems, we have character sheets. They work. Yep. As Chimi just pointed out crankily. Yeah. Well, in the, the example I linked, I'm actually this is not actually what I'm going to end up using because I think it's too busy for not enough payoff. But, you know, it's an example. Uh, what else? Oh, same time. Make sure everything's easy to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a test VB code page that you can use to try out all the fancy features for formatting. Use it. Yeah, uh, I use it all the time, and I don't know if everybody knows about it. It's really, really useful. Yeah, it's linked There's... directly off the site in the title bar. There are also your user notes, which are accessible through your user control panel. User ah. notes are kind of like your own little private development area. A lot of people use them creating their characters before they actually post them in a application. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, you can. I like to use field sets to separate out blocks of information. It kind of breaks things up, and if you have a big long wall of text, this will make it look like less of a wall of text. Right. Here's my block for all of the uh, high-level mechanicals of here's my name, my age, my race, my class. Here's a block where I summarize my statistics. Here's a block where I put my background in, maybe. Although backgrounds can get long, so there's other tools for that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, there's the spoiler tag, which will shrink things down to a little box. Um, try to avoid using out-of-character tags if you can. They are currently not mobile-friendly, although I don't have a problem with them on my iPhone. It's just when you click on them, they'll pop up, and you have to have multiples to kind of get out of it. It's a little right. messy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an annoyance more than anything else. Then again, I do use them in my templates, especially for stuff like D&D, &D, where I can put the name of a class feature, but then drop what it does in out-of-character tags. Mm -hmm. Right. Just for reference. Mm-hmm. But since none of that has been optimized for mobile, the layout can then sometimes be a real pain where you can't actually see the whole box. Yeah, it's... It's on my to-do list to go make that more mobile-friendly. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere when he's breaking the rest of the site to do it, you know. Yeah, uh, try to also avoid using... Oh, and there goes our technical difficulties. Uh-oh. Amy, uh -oh. come back, Amy. Amy! That probably just made the the template oh, all yeah. looks wonderful. Nathan's freaking out. Oh wait, wait, maybe. Yes. Hey. Hey. Okay. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and if you uh, also try to be sparing with images and tables, they can kind of screw things up. Uh, more and more, you need to really start thinking about how something's going to look on mobile. 
Yes. Uh, if you are going to use a table, I really recommend going with just one column. Nope, can't hear you, Tables like that are easy to kind of set up. If you look in the example I posted down farther for my stat blocks, it is a table, but they're all just, it's one column of a table. And so it's very easy to fill in. Yeah. While still kind of separating stuff out. Uh, oh, yeah. if you are using an image that's too big, did you know we have an image two tag? Mm-hmm. Which lets you resize things. A few minutes here, we might see Amy start just smashing things. Grok. Amy is Grok. She's got that look. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Anybody else have any more on formatting? I think those are the those are the key ones there. Now there is a di unique difference between field set and set field, depending on whether or not you want to put a title in it. Uh, oh, that's I right. Set field right. doesn't do titles. And yeah. both are useful. Yes, both are useful. Oh, oh good. All right, you heard yeah. me. And yeah, it, is, okay. it is absolutely possible to put images into your field set headers. Please be careful with that, too, because the image size control becomes a big problem, especially on mobile. Oh, as so, a helpful hint, I found so if you want your image to be full width, 780 pixels is about right. 780. Good to know. Yes. So one final note on formatting. If you're looking at things, you're having trouble figuring out how to do something, you're stuck, jumping on the Mythweavers Discord. The link is the uh, little Discord icon next to the search bar at the top of the website. There's a lot of people that have been on the site for more time than any of us would like to consider that are very, very good with BB code. So you can typically, if you're stuck, jump on the Mythweavers Discord. Hey, I'm struggling here, could use a little hand. And Nathan just dropped the uh, join link. So there is, especially for the Discord, you can get help quickly. Yep. A little yeah, less in the middle of the night for the US time, folks, because that's a good chunk of our people, but there is ready help available. Uh, I am one of those people. Feel free to hit me up. Yep. There's more than 1,500 of us on now. It's kind of oh, scary. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's... Our Discord wow. recruiting drive worked. Yes, unfortunately. Well. Yes. Recruiting drive. Yeah. All right. So a um, couple user questions that were asked. Um, and I think we Four touched on them a little bit. But uh, Great Monkey asks us, when applying to a play-by-post game, how do you balance applying with what you want to play versus what is most likely to get you accepted? I personally go with what you want to play. Mm -hmm. Going with what might get you accepted, you might get in. But do you really want to be playing a character for any length of time that you don't really want to play? Yeah, apply with like within the GM's guidelines, but do something you want to be, definitely. And, Absolutely. you know, that passion is going to show through, and you'll likely write a better application and have a more interesting character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything to say otherwise, even to play devil's advocate here, because the games on the site, I mean, this is another, another one of those great statistic things that I found out, 
back when we last ran the game stats in 2012, average game length on the site was five and a half months. Average game length now is 23 months. So games tend to run for a couple of years when they get going. If you're not really enjoying it, you're just going to feel like sticking a sharp stick in your eye for a couple of years as that game winds its way to a conclusion. That slowly you leave early and that just screws everybody else. Creates other headaches and which we'll touch on in separate episodes about how to recover from player loss, GM loss, and all other kinds of catastrophes that may befall you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he also asked similar, but with respect to time, well, it varies by person. How much time effort do you spend during the character creation process? Personally, uh, I spend a couple hours. Depends I, on if I know the system well or not. True. Yes. I tend if to spend I know a couple of days. A couple hours. Yeah. I spend a couple of days, but for me, character creation is a fun part of the game. Oh. That... There was a thread a long time ago. Somebody was trying to do a monthly character creation challenge. I loved that thread. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that we could definitely do stuff like that because it helps those people who really enjoy the character creation process you almost you can have a too high a level of interest in creating characters that you never really intend to play the theory crafting instinct is so strong on yeah. some people you almost have to as a gm kind of look at that and say are they actually wanting to play this character or are they just building it out because it's fun to build it out and it's kind of out there. Speaking of topics, we'll revisit more fully in later episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I will point out, <laughs> how much time you, you spend also depends on the system. Absolutely. I'm going to spend longer making a Shadowrun 4th Edition character than I am like making a Fate character. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I could probably bang out a D&D 3.5 character in a couple hours. 5th Edition, I actually <laughs> spend more time to make sure that I'm remembering all of the changes and all of See, the new stuff. I can bang out a D&D 5e character in a couple hours, but at this point, 3.5 would probably take me... Tip yeah, level or higher takes a little longer. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is a good point. Um, level, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the you know games start off at low levels, but other games will start off at mid-tier or even epic-tier type characters. And Those are going to take a lot longer than the numbers we just stated. And not be just because of the mechanics. You've got to figure out what the character has done to get to that level. Yeah. Yeah. To, right. be, you know, to be that powerful. So there's more to the background that you've got to figure out. Which is more interaction with the GM. So, yep. yeah, if you're making that epic level character, you absolutely cannot put yourself in a bottle and say... I, I was just dropped in to this setting like it's a PUBG game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ugh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> at least closed. I got nothing. Well, okay, I got a 10-year-old, okay? I'll be right back. He wants to go uh, out. He's got to go out. I keep hearing PUBG, and I've just kind of nodded and smiled like I understood. Yeah. Hey, David works on it, Free so it can't be all, all that bad, just... right? Yeah. It's a free-for-all yeah. first-person shooter that you're kind of just all dropped in the same place at the same time. Oh, is that the and same then the, thing as Fortnite? Similar. Similar. Right, okay. and, then, and then the terrain gradually shrinks to force you into fighting each other. Fortnite got the idea from PUBG. 
Yeah. Oh. Huh. I learned a thing. All right. Very useful. Yeah. So, uh, Great Monkey also asked if there's any templates for character applications. Yeah, I think we touched on some of that, but there's actually a couple links that Nathan can provide. Uh, the Creative Corner Forum of the site is a great place to go for... Oh, come on, Nathan. We put them in right there in the notes. You can grab it and copy it across. You know what? Actually, I should post a couple of my templates in the Creative Corner. Mm -hmm. It's a great there's... place to go for user-created resources, and they're, they're not for all of the systems that are out there, but certainly for some of the systems where the template is actually unique and we don't necessarily have a character sheet fully fleshed out or the character sheet's yes. kind of outdated. Go there, please. I didn't know about it when I first started on the site, and it's been wonderful since I've discovered templates, and I kind of have gone overboard sometimes, I admit, um, but I have fun. <laughs> so um, right. anyway, shall uh, we move to the next topic? Yeah, we can move to the next topic. So we've covered... We've covered the player end pretty well. What about all of us GMs here? How do you really advertise for a game in a way that is going to attract a lot of attention and produce applications that you would like to read and that aren't like tearing your hair out? <laughs> well, I mean, for Colin, that's really difficult. But, um. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Oh, just my and picking my players lately and not advertising. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I hadn't asked to join anything. Um, I mean, first of all, you got asked to write things. That's true. You need to be very clear about the basics. What is the system of the game? What is your style and what's the tone of the game? give a general overview of like this is going to be a gonzo action adventure similar to big trouble in little china or this is going to be a angsty character driven game similar to dracula be, be also, clear about it one big thing to really note with gm style is where you fall as far as you know rule of cool or absolute adherence to the where you fall on fudging rules to prevent a character from getting destroyed, or are you one of the heartless monsters like myself that just goes, you know, well, the die said this, you're dead. So yeah. that's a very important thing to note for your GM-style portion, as well as the game time. Uh, if it helps... Think of it a little bit as writing your own gaming manifesto. <laughs> but keep it short. Yes, right. please. 35 pages is a little much. You should be able to give a general overview in at most a long paragraph. Honestly, three to five sentences should be enough. Or one run-on sentence if you want to annoy uh, some I would argue you can go a little bit longer as long as you're not repeating yourself. Right. Like or repeating yourself. So boxing too much. Oh. I actually I tend to Uh let's see. Where is it? 
trying to find it. I kind of have an example of this. Jimmy. Oh. Shush, Jimmy. Stop trolling the chat. <laughs> so, um, I did a section just called What I'd Like to See. And I did it as a six-point list. Nice and organized. Yep. Yep. No, I th that's one of the cleanest ones I've seen, and I really like it. Yeah, just be clear about what you want and how you're going to run things. Right. You know, one of the one of the big killer things for players dropping out early in the game is getting into a game that is different than what they thought they were applying for. Yes. So try not to set up that miscommunication or yeah. you'll suffer. Yeah, and as part of uh, kind of this is what this game is going to be like, be honest about what posted rate you expect. Yes. yes. People and should don't, know. <laughs> don't delude yourself that one post per day in every game is really possible. Because um, the statistics don't bear it out. I, The longest running game on the site has been running for 156 months and has a little over 10,000 posts. That averages out to one post a day for the game, not per person for the game. It's... Yeah. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah. Well, and the activity you get during the application phase is not going to be the same as the activity you're going to get when the game begins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, really, so it is very easy to say, oh, it's just posting on a forum. Everyone can do one post a day. If I'm not saying there aren't any games running at a post per day on the site. I'm just saying I don't know of any that have survived. I'm sure there are some, but one post a day per person, in every case I've seen in the, God, what is it now, 12 years? 12 years. 12 bloody years. In the 12 years I've been on the site, I have never seen a post-a-day-per-person game last past a couple months. It's just everyone burns out most of all the Game Master. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who try and insist on even faster than that. If you really want more than a post-a-day, you really want to run the game on something like Discord yeah. and not on a play-by-post forum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so also need to be very clear about how to apply to the game. Right. I want to post in this thread with this format. Just be clear about it. And Make a thread in my application forum. Yeah, something like that. Uh, be realistic when you're asking for stuff like this. Don't ask for too much. <laughs> If you're going through and going, oh, you know, I want a uh, 5,000 word character background, you're asking a little much. There's character development, then there's short story. Yeah, people get paid for that level of effort. Dang it, I interrupted Ruben. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a valid comment. You should be yeah. fine. 
right? Nathan has threatened all of us, saying the next person to interrupt Ruben gets muted for five minutes. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. It's it's hard to kind of figure out. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> Let's see if he gets muted. I mean, uh, I was I was I was just gonna say that. Um, you're not gonna read five thousand words for all the applications anyway. No. What? Only ask for what you're willing to read multiple, multiple times of. <laughs> yeah, and and don't ask for that long essay and a fully fleshed out character sheet to boot. The more you effort you ask your players to put in to our point earlier about how long it takes you to apply for a game, the player burnout is real too. I can't yes. count the number of threads of people complaining Oh, I put so much effort into this character and I didn't get selected. That must just mean that Mythweavers is a bad site. No, but not every GM has realistic expectations. And we work on that. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, tappy, tappy. Yep, yeah. I'm tappy, tappy. I'm responding to Nathan in chat. Teasing him a little. Uh, be honest about your selection criteria. I like be to be clear. very upfront about this. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to lay it out in a bullet point list. And I will I say, I will judge you on this. If you do not meet these standards, you're not getting in. Yep. Nathan has the dreaded rubric to take that to the nth level. Which I still can't get a perfect score on. And I have tried some really, really novel ideas. The I, problem I, Nathan I, runs into is people applying just to get, like, try to score high. I've actually never seen the rubric. <laughs> it's oh, dreaded. You should ask Nathan. Uh, um, put the deadline <laughs> in the application. Yes, you can list it on the app. Put it in big, bold letters of, I am ending this. And if you plan on ending it early, if you get enough good applications, put that there, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we said it's not against the rules. It's a bad form move that will get people to notice. And that's not a GM style mark that you want to have. Yeah. Now, if you preemptively say you might close it early, that's different. Yes. But it's... if you just say the deadline is here, and then two weeks before deadline, you go, oh, I'm closing it now. That's a jerk move. Yeah. Um, just be clean with your layout. Make sure it looks good. One common factor you'll notice in all of the uh, games of the week we've always highlighted, they're all well formatted. Mm -hmm. Some might be a little busier than others. Some might be a little basic, but it's always laid out. Yeah, and it could be simple. Layout could just mean I've got size four bold type as my headers and everything is listed clearly. Yeah, doesn't take much. Listed clearly is the key. Yep, because if you're uh, not clear about what you want, you're not going to get it. Bullet points, bullet points lists are great for this. People often digest bullet points and lists more easily than walls of text. Yeah. Yep. Um, a lot of the good ads that we've had 
if you have setting information, it's broken out in the forum or on a wiki page. And we have yep. a great world wiki page that you can use, open to everyone. Uh, make sure all of your links go to the correct place. Mm -hmm. That and give it a spelling and editing pass. I see an application that has spelling errors or bad grammatical mistakes. I'm not going to apply. Hmm. Play by post is a forum that requires a lot of concise and well-reasoned writing. Yeah. If you don't write well, probably it's not going to go well. Gonna now, be if you English is not your first language, be honest. Yep. Jams uh, will give you slack on that. Oh, I'll give yeah. a lot of slack. Mm -hmm. Let them know you can get folks helping that way. It's right. Yeah, there are and there are sites like Grammarly that you can use to help practice and coach and direct your wording. So I feel like just mentioning Grammarly is going to get the wrath of Lee brought down upon us. <sighs> well, Lee says I have said I think this is almost Lee a quote. Is crotchety. <laughs> yeah. Grammarly is okay but you have to know the rules well enough to understand its suggestions. Right. Yes. That's very wise. Tool not flawless person. Use the Discord. People, we're all willing to help. Yep. I will help you. I will definitely help you format an advertisement. Yeah, Happy dog. Ask. Yep. It's pretty good. Communicate. Everything comes down to communication with people, those applying, the GM. If you need some help, just ask. We are a Discord full of people who will help you. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily just pat you on the back going, good job. If you come asking for help, they'll give help. Mm -hmm. And suggestions. Oh, Maybe not so even in the direction you were thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten a lot of cool extra stuff. And yes, also Discord. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, once you've got that advertisement out there and you're in the application phase of the advertisement, make sure that you keep the lines of communication open. You can't just fire and forget with an ad. There are going to be questions. You need to answer them. You need to answer them publicly. And I... I I know people love to use private messages because it's just between you and the GM. The problem is that if you ask a question about a setting or system mechanic or something or a house rule, every other applicant wants to know the answer. It's uh, just easier to ask it in public. Consider adding an FAQ to either your application or your forum. Mm -hmm. It'll no. save you a lot of time in the long run. Yep. Yes. One important caveat, if there's something in your application that's supposed to be GMIs, it's okay private to use tags. private, private tags. tags. I can't believe Private tags or private message is fine. Uh, try, to over, try to avoid overusing private text. Yes. If it doesn't have to be private, don't make it private. Yep. A lot of times, people, I like looking at other applications to see if maybe if I want to tweak my own character to maybe play off some of the others. Also, again, Discord. You can speak privately on Discord and quickly if you just, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, sorry, sorry. All right, Nathan, yeah, okay. we're off topic. All right. Um, your role is just going to his head. Yeah. All right. One final thing we should talk about: how to handle volume. 
once it comes time to select. Oof. Yes. Yeah. This is why I either put in gotchas or be very or I'm very specific about my formatting. Try to build it in a way to cut some of the stuff out really quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the key things that you can do also to help yourself is not make the application phase too long. I know it can be tempting to say, well, I'll just leave it open for a month. But that gives more time for more characters to roll in. Two weeks at two weeks max. Well, depending on the system. Okay, fair enough. Right. So lesser known systems, at least when I first started running Stars Without Number, the ads could go for a month and you get maybe eight applications when you need six bucks. Generally, I think the more populated the system is, the less long you need to let the run ad. Pathfinder or D&D 5th ad, yes. God, you're getting flooded. Um. But give it at least a week. Yeah. Don't go shorter in a week. For the really popular systems, a couple weeks is usually a good long ad. Right. Yeah. If you go shorter than a week, what you probably end up getting is people who can churn out characters fast. That doesn't necessarily correlate, as we've said before, to longevity of games. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing I like doing is applications don't all come in at the same time. Start reading applications as soon as they come in and start building yourself a short list. <laughs> Don't feel it. right. Don't feel like you're beholden to give feedback on every application either. Oh my God. Yes. You want to talk about things that can burn out the GM before the game starts. If you go and offer feedback halfway through the application period to one person, you're probably about to be given feedback on every application yeah, almost. Right. And that will also then make all the applications better, which will make your job harder to select from among them right. because now uh, you've participated. No. You're kind of invested in the character now because right. it's part uh, yours. The one feedback I will almost always give is the flat out, uh, this character won't work for this game. True. Like, yeah. If I'm just, I know I'm not going to pick it, I will give a one warning. Mm -hmm. and, and it depends on if the player takes your suggestions or you give them feedback. It depends on what they do with it. That could also help weed out some characters. Mm -hmm. um, was it Veridex that did a list of... Uh, quite interview questions for the character instead of a standard background. You had to answer that instead of your standard background. I actually kind of liked that. Seen it done a few times, but yeah, I think Vero's the most recent that I've seen. Yep. Yeah. I generally provide a list of, here are some things you should probably include. You don't have to include all of them, but include some of them. <laughs> Great Monkey, uh, who is probably the most prolific question asker, asks, what elements do you appreciate in a play-by-post game advertisement? Um, and what is often missing from game ads that you would like to see? Well, I think we hit on that latter part because laying out the GM expectations is often overlooked. But thoughts? I've actually seen deadlines not clearly stated in mm. ads as well. Um somewhat connected, they'll have a game ad. It might even be a beautiful ad. 
but the game forum is empty. Yep. A game, an empty game forum, is a very bad thing. You don't need to have it filled out. You don't need a bunch of background stuff and house rules and yada, yada, yada. But you should at the very least have, because an ad, you don't necessarily want to go super in-depth to the character creation guidelines if you've got a lot of process that they're going to have to go through. Have a thread for character creation. Have a thread for questions. Have a folder made so they can put all their applications in there. And link these things in the advertisement. Yes. Uh, I would also say, oftentimes, less is more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like things to look clean. Uh, an image or two to grab attention, that's great. You probably don't need half a dozen. But yeah, I mean, it's that even if all you've got is a character application location, put your stuff here and an out of character chat. Yeah, That's at fine. a very minimum. That's fine. You uh, just don't want to have an empty form because you're going to have a lot of people that might be great players are going to look at the empty form and go, eh, no. One thing I like to do, but I don't see often, is an open roleplay thread during the application phase. Uh, this, this right here, you want one of those heated topic areas. It's a little polarizing. It can be good and bad. It, it can be. It, the debates I've seen on this are almost as, uh, well, heated Well, already saying no. See, there goes Jim. So, yeah. it is almost as polarizing as the roleplay versus roleplay debate. It's a very polarizing thing. Um, I like it. I'm with Ruben here simply because the games that I run tend to be very narrative focused and I want to hear about the characters early on. I want characterization more than anything else. If you never bothered to complete a character sheet for one of my games, I might still pick you anyway because I like what your idea is, where the character is going. I can help you out with mechanics anytime. On the flip side, the last time I advertised for a game was some replacement players for my Starts Without Number game. I had a, well, kind of a pre-game application in character thread, except I made very clear participation in this is completely voluntary. It has zero impact. And if you participate and you don't get picked, your character is going to die in that impact. Uh, well, I mean, I'm very upfront about that, too. I never require posting those threads. <clears throat> to me, it's an extra, hey, if you want to try out your character's voice, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, some people need to roleplay a character out before they really hone in on that voice. Uh, yeah. Was it Tiff that actually said that earlier in chat? Um, sometimes... It can be a very useful later. tool for some people. Yeah. Yes. Ups and downs. Like everything in life, there are positives and negatives to it. Right. Yeah, the, it, I think the time investment, as we discussed earlier, is part of the balance here. It's the how deeply do you get invested to a character application? Not a character that's in a game, but a character that is applying to a game. you got to have some ability to just detach and let go and say, yep, I made that application. It was good. Didn't get in. Let me go make another one. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> but my poor babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've killed more characters than I have alive. Oof. Uh, Cruel man. Just like, just like game. applications, there's not a lot in the way of templates, but we've talked a lot about what to do. And uh, I do recommend if you plan on running multiple games, make yourself a template early. Now, worth noting, because it relates to the game ad template question and the character application template, we are still working on a new member guide, which could also be a tool for some veteran folks. It won't necessarily be a template, but stuff like making an ad and suggested elements and ways to do it will be in there once it or gets just, done. You know, we're all volunteers right. and we're all busy. Oh, uh, it took 11 and a half years for us to get to the point of everyone going, hey, we should do this. Mm-hmm. Oops. Yeah. All right. I think that covers things. That the covers other, things. I guess the other thing to hit on is if you're looking for game advertisements that catch the eye of veteran staff members who've been around the block a time or two, Browse our back catalog of Weaving Myths episode and all the highlighted games of the episode because those advertisements tend to be pretty locked on. I wonder yep. if we yes. could do a thread somewhere where we <clears throat> highlight the highlighted game of the episode. Sounds like a great idea for a support staff member. A producer? <laughs> no, no, we do this the military way, Eric. Oh, oh the Mythweavers Navy. Yes. <laughs> In this case, Amy came up with the idea. Amy gets to do it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Cheers, Amy. There's only one I come up with most woman. of these ideas, and I can't possibly do the coding. It's we like dare get on the raspberry. Staff if you members. write the list, I'll do the code. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but Nathan I will take help. Thank you. It's already there. They're they're already there in the uh, the opening post of the Weaving Myths thread. They are. Yeah. Yep. Just have to summarize them. Which. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. <clears throat> Ooh, prosciutto. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like it's snack <laughs> time. Fun. And I think we're going to take a five-minute break here. We will reconvene at 20 minutes after 9 Eastern time. Oh, good. I'm Maybe almost out of my strong. Mmm, prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> now you're making me hungry. Dude, my food's not here yet. Stop it. Sorry. No, well, don't be that sorry. Yeah, I hope Ruben brought enough prosciutto to share with everyone. It's just leftovers from game night. Yeah, well. Um, funny. Season three, we only have two links to the game of the week. Yeah, there's some updating that needs to happen. 
That said, though, I'm completely pushing on Nathan because he took the producer role. Hell, the producer role was his idea. Well, Ruben also did offer to help, so. Well, yes, there is that. Can't yeah, remember if too. Nathan leaves the audio on during this. Can the Twitch chat hear us? Oh, hey, good. Chibi says we can. <laughs> so we can I, behave. I mean, I do need to push on the newbie guide because I, it really was hard for me to find templates for the longest time on the site. And yeah, we've got the creative corner, but and we've got you know some of these game of the weeks and and weaving miss. But I just, it's just hard for me to find them the way my brain works. I don't know why. Well, you are kind of like the senior support side. I know. I need to member. take charge, and I will eventually have a couple of weeks where I won't be working. So <sighs> maybe I'll get something done. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> I imagine. Be... I imagine that the break time is something that Nathan chops out. Yes, I'm sure it is. Man, it's it's harsh when he's not there in audio and on video because we can't drag him into tangents. He just sits in chat that no one else well, can see. He just goes, hey, you guys are getting off. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't get up and walk away, and we can't start talking <laughs> stuff and then have him come back and, like, what did I miss? That's, that's true. We can't see when he leaves and returns. I don't yeah. like this. I don't we, like this. We've not gotten to see his embarrassed face. <laughs> At least we haven't seen it this episode. We, we need to tell Mrs. Nate that, you know, we, we need, to have, need to be able to see him. We need a side camera. Prosciutto, I just ate some ham and it was prosciutto. Yes, yes, Andrew. This entire episode is about judging and being judged. <laughs> Ruben is judging you so hard. Hey, Nathan didn't leave, which means he's been sitting there hoping we'd talk shit about him. <laughs> Let him die. <laughs> no, I well, think he's actually probably hoping we are yeah. too terrible to embarrass the few listeners we do have you know what's gonna be chaos is yeah. the time period for myth weavers meetup oh yeah because yes. we've got nate and mrs nate in our guest bedroom <laughs> we've got eric and reuben tossed on our uh, couch which can easily accommodate two people without crowd yes sharing hey, bunk what? beds this is gonna be like i was 10 again <laughs> it is I have my CPAP, so I won't snore. You just gotta sleep with Vader. You know, <laughs> look, I've got my uh, night guard, so I won't grind my teeth. Rubes, I've got You're a... so old. <laughs> Ruben, I've got to find this image to send you a face hugger CPAP mask. Oh my gosh! Uh, it is cool. glorious. I have one. 
Brother <laughs> got it for me for Christmas. <laughs> I expect to see that when you come for Mythweaver's meeting. <laughs> Please! It, it would only be better. Would, can we get one that looks like the uh, Cthulhu tentacle? That would be pretty awesome, too. <laughs> well, my, I got the full strap-on-the-head one. It's so the first time I put it on, my wife turns to me and you show rest shiny, a turtle in chrome. Because <laughs> I look like I was straight out of Mac Max. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. Oh, so you know what we should do during the meetup? We should do a live Weaving Myths. We thought uh, about it. We talked about it. We can't do it during the event. Speaking of, for everyone listening, because we're talking about Myth Weaver's meetup. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Should we, should, we, should we switch to being on the record for Nate? Uh... Yeah, actually, that we would can, be bad. You know what? We can wedge it into the free for Yeah, absolutely needs to be wedged we'll into the free for all. <laughs> right right after, after the highlighted game of the episode and before Where in the World is Chicken Rodrigo? No, 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 no. Free, free for all. After that. Free for all? Okay. Yeah. Free for all. All right. Which means that our five minute break, which has now taken six minutes, we are done. Nathan, are you ready? Nathan, oh, waggle with something. <laughs> no, please. Just type. <laughs> yes, we're ready. We're ready. Are you ready? We're waiting on you, buddy. Come Thunder on! Bird, go! Yay! We're hey, back. we're back. Awesome. Uh, All right. Jimmy, you'll get ready soon enough. Yep. Welcome back. We're back from our break. Here is this week's highlighted game of the episode. The week's highlighted game of the episode is Freedom City Central, being run by Tiffany Corda. Hey, Tiff, congratulations. Freedom by City Central is a mutants and masterminds third edition game where the players take on the role of everyday detectives investigating cases involving supervillains. Nathan says, having gamed with Tiffany Corda before, she's extremely good at role-playing and one of my favorite people on the weave. With her, you can expect the game to be serious when it needs to be and lighthearted when it should be. With Freedom City Central, I'm sure the story she has in mind is definitely going to be worth checking out. Applications for Freedom City Central close on the 10th of February, so there's still plenty of time to get in. Uh, as one of Tiffany's former masterminds, I'll play this game, folks. It'll be a good one. We we were talking about this when we were discussing which one to pick for a highlighted game of the episode, and we're all like, oh, yeah, yes, I need I to play. play that one. Yes, so it's worth noting. If over half of the people involved are going, oh, I need to make an application for that, it's probably a good ad and likely to wind up as game of the episode. Yeah. 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 And and, and oh, <laughs> by the way, that also means she's going to have a hard time picking all through all of us and all of you. <laughs> so maybe she'll use the tips we gave her earlier. What? No. Not no. That. Yeah. No. She'll just steal Nathan's rubric. <laughs> if he it's shares it. Red. Oh, she's got practice with this room. She's one of the ones that applies just to see if she can score. <laughs> anyway. I need to get some music for this next segment. You really do. We need... Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. Where All right, you ready? You ready, is... producer Nathan? Oh. Yeah. Chicken Rodrigo! 
this segment that Amy has forced into the podcast because of yes, because giggle. it it amuses me like no other. Yes. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. And I blame Rodrigo for sending me a picture of him in a chicken suit. <laughs> yes, it's worth noting this reference or this image had an actual reference picture mm-hmm. of Rodrigo in a chicken suit. Yep. All right, Nathan, put it up. Where in the world is Chicken Rodrigo this week? Where in the world is Chicken Rodrigo? <laughs> Yes, one of my favorite cartoons from childhood. Oh, that was... Um, no, this is more Rapa- recent, Eric. You're just old. <laughs> Dang it. What was what was the name of that group? Rapatella? I actually don't remember. I don't think this is uh, Alolan, is it? No, it's... Um, I don't remember. It amuses me. That's all that matters. <laughs> Just Anybody remember, else Amy, have any suggestions on the chat of where this is? Just remember, Amy, it's all fun and games and cease and desist letters come. And, <laughs> it, 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 it's called um, uh, Fair uh, Use rock. and Satire. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Rockapilla was the name of the band. Rock-a-pilla. Oh, Rockapilla, yeah. Yeah. I don't know them either. Did everybody see Chicken Rodrigo? Yeah. Well, yeah. Them, right? Could Trust me, everyone saw it. Okay. We're so happy for you, Amy. And if actually nobody likes it except for me, just tell me and I'll stop doing it. But I'm having too much fun superimposing it into pictures. All right. Okay. Moving along. Are you all ready for the free for In the free-for-all, we answer questions from the Twitch text chat and generally just talk about anything we like, which means we can tangent all we want without getting yelled at. Nathan. However, the first thing we always must answer, what's making us happy this week? Eric, we're going to start with you. Awesome. All right. Well, um, coming out of the catastrophic debacle that was Christmas with respect to the site, um, I have new powers, and dun, I'm using dun, dun. those new powers for the forces of good. Um, I've actually started working on our backlog of sheet bugs. So those of you who use the Pathfinder First Edition, all the bugs that you have reported to date are now fixed. Congratulations, you were the first. But the rest will all be worked off in the next couple of weeks. So um, I Once think I part- all the stuff added. Uh, I actually put it all in Jira because I had like half a day to do nothing other than enter things into the bug tracker. Oh, you put him into Jira? Well, that's what where we we're tracking our work. It. Yes, yes, don't judge. All right. Uh, okay. Savage World Sheet needs bad, bad reworking. Uh, this on the list. I'm working, I'm working on bugs first, and then we'll go on to sheet reworking. But yes, it's on my to-do list. Um, and uh, the Mythweavers community... It, gave me an awesome Christmas gift. Uh, it arrived a little bit later, but um, I, I do want to share because this <laughs> because custom Wormwood Dice this, Tower yes, is, this wasn't a normal is, is so swanky that I am looking forward to breaking it down, taking it through TSA, and bringing it to Mythweaver's Meetup here in May. The bones yes, that was... The skins of beasts. Yes. Yes, the community, just to briefly tangent, the community, several members, I don't know who all was involved. 
I just facilitated shipping. Um, I blame fate. We always blame fate. It's a good place but to yes, start. That was several members of the community expressing thanks to Eric and Rodrigo. Well, all the fighting they did to get the site back up when it was tanking over. Yes, anyway. if, you have, if you haven't read our after action report, it's actually fairly detailed and transparent. Um, we did it to ourselves and we fixed it. Yeah. It's up in the announcement section of the forum. Yep. So thank right. you everyone for that gift. It's extremely humbling and gratifying to be part of a community that really, really, really loves the people who really, really love putting heart and soul and making it work. So thank you. Well done. Well said. Moving right. along. Amy. My turn. All right. I got a few things. Uh, we get to actually start judging on the map contest. I'm actually Woo! excited about this one. This was uh, my I'm idea. I didn't even know if I could even get it off the ground. So I'm actually. <laughs> okay. That's, that's an idea. Ruben, and it's got awesome prizes. Uh, yeah, we have we actually have prizes, and so I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm getting excited. I was invited to an art show at a downtown Salt Lake City uh, gallery for March. It's a one-month hey. show. Congrats. So I'm getting stuff all together for that. And sport ball is tomorrow. And it's the one game a year I actually get to watch. <laughs> And I even have family coming over to watch it with me because my immediate family won't. <laughs> Lucky you. Oh, I know. I have, I have two get two kids now old enough that they each are going to separate Super Bowl parties, and the wife and I get to relax and not have to put up with them for one evening. Yes. Well, you know that that that's a nice thing too, but it is the one football game a year I get to watch, so I'm excited. Hey, Amy. Um, yeah. Just to tack it on to your What's Making Happy map contest, just to give them a shout out. Uh, we also got uh, that contest is partly sponsored by Otherworld Mapper, who contributed half the prizes at no cost. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Big thanks to them. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Moving along. Ruben, what's making you happy? Uh, a couple things. One, uh, I bowled a 279 last week during league. Woo! Ooh, nicely done. Show off. Uh, for those who don't know, a 279 is 11 strikes and one spare. That is impressive. Show off. Best game I ever bowled. Uh, I also got to run D D for the very first time for my niece and nephew a couple of weeks back. Nice. Ooh. Very fun. Uh, my niece ended up with a Wood Elf Ranger, and my nephew played a Lizard Folk Rogue. Sweet. They did very well. They really. The thing that really got me is uh, we started in, and my niece says, Oh, this is like an acting game. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. They, uh, yeah. That, and we also we got a new kitty. Apollo. Aww. You might have seen him around. I think he's snoozing right now. He was on the windowsill, but now it's not as sunny as it was before. Yeah. Sweet little guy. That's it for me. What about you, Colin? 
What's making you happy? Well, what's making me happy that I'll actually talk about actually talk about is uh, the second startup I'm working on. We got our workstation done for computer aided design and computer aided machining. So nice little uh, mini ITX case, so we can easily move it from place to place because if I don't have to be at the shop on a Saturday morning, I can just have this here and work in my pajamas. And then for the other thing that's making me happy, well, if you've been on Myth Weavers, you know the news. It's part of the regular Collins Tales from the Dumpster stories. The dumpster but we're not is going on in fire. Depth into that. <laughs> we're not going to go in-depth into that on here. The dumpster fire that is floating downriver. <laughs> that Colin is not going dealing with anymore. Yes. I jumped on a door as it floated by. Okay, Rose. All right, Nathan. Screaming, don't let go. Yeah, I didn't even hold on to him. <laughs> uh, well, um, I see a question here about who's going to win the Super Bowl. I can tell you who's not going to win. The Green Bay Packers aren't going to win. New Orleans isn't going to win. Yep, the Patriots are also not going to win. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> it's the team with red and white and gold as their colors. That's yep. who's going to win. The one with a two-word city name will definitely win. Yes. Yep. I'm actually I'm 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 pulling for the Niners. I'm an Andrew. So Andrew is fan. my wife. I I actually can't really lose with these. I kind of like both teams, so I'm just hoping for a I'm, good game. I'm still I'm still kind of sour about Alex Smith, <clears throat> and. Uh, We'll just leave it at that because that gets into worldly talk afterwards. But uh, I'm an Andrew Reid fan. I, I like Andrew Reid, so I rooted for the Eagles when he went with them, and now I'm rooting for the Chiefs when he goes with them. Tell you the truth, I'm way more excited for the MLS season starting. Yeah, it's coming well, up soon. yeah, you're a fan of that. Yeah. Holy cow, we... Liverpool in the English Premier League, too. Oh, oh another God. thing that's making me happy. Oh, my gosh. Rudy Baker, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell are all stars. I am so happy wow. for those guys. Yeah, both of them. I figured Rudy Gobert would, but uh, the coaches voted in Mitchell as well. So that's like, yay, team. Uh, I am actually happy for the Timbers. Uh, one of our players, Diego Chara, uh, we just signed his brother. Ooh, nice. So that's fun. We have two Charas on our team now. Uh, I hope he plays as good as his brother, because his brother is a beast in the midfield. That we signed a uh, new forward, which is great. We've had trouble striking, so Jaroslaw Nigoza Nigozda. It's a Polish name. I'm probably butchering it. I grew up in southeast Michigan. We've Oh, I still live in Michigan, just the opposite end of the state. We have the Lions. I never got attached to football because, well, I grew up with the Lions. I grew up a lot closer to where Colin is now, and I was a Bears fan because who's going to be a Lions fan? <laughs> Come on. I grew up as a Bengals fan. Shut up. 
<laughs> and no. that's the other reason why I don't, I'm not rooting for San Francisco. You know those videos when you see like that underdog team that's lost for decades and they finally like not only get into the Super Bowl but win it and the fans just burn the city down? <laughs> God help Detroit when that happens. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's kind of like I'm not sure with how bad the Lions are just on average. I don't think the city can survive that. It's already dicey. Yeah. It's kind of like a forest fire. Occasionally you have to burn out in order to rebuild from the ground. You know, Portland wasn't that crazy when the Timbers took the MLS Cup, but we're a huge soccer town. Although I did notice there was the definite yeah. haze of weed over most of the city. But you, <laughs> you're 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 too mellow to let it burn. <laughs> All right, the next one. Chimmy wants to know what kind of chair do I have? Um, you know what, Chimmy? I'm gonna be honest. It's so old. I don't remember what it is. It's probably a Costco. Uh, um, the mesh back is nice, but I've been thinking about getting one that has a headrest on it as well because this one oh the other one is even worse it squeaks really bad i'm a personal fan of like the mesh cloth bottom and mesh back chairs they are nice i i do like, like that they breathe yeah the problem with leather and the uh faux leather you get stress. that's what i have i hate it yeah uh, however i will say um Ikea does a couple of really good mesh back chairs. Yeah, it just got it. My mesh problem with the mesh back chairs is that if they didn't build the frame in the right place and it catches me in the back of the oh. leg. <sighs> now, I will say. Chimia you should see can... my husband's chair. It's the weirdest thing ever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Chimia this, I, this Ikea leather a... chair is super swanky. No, hard pass. Chimmy, I can send you. You know what? I think a, we uh... have the same. I think we have the same chair. No. It's close. Jimmy, I can send you the link yeah, to the chairs we had at my uh, former job. I just job. attacked by the cats too much. They were nice. <laughs> close. There's, there's actually one. Uh, what is it? It's. Yes, I see oh. it. I see it. <clears throat> Nathan. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I haven't even looked for an Easter egg. Okay. Bloody Mr. Hell, Andrew Jay, is it ever good uh, uh, is it ever good for him to request that someone should run their game in a completely different system? If Are we talking maybe they said, hey, uh, I'm just going to give this a try, see if it works. Maybe you know a system that works better. Interest check, well, thread. Yeah, the way, because Andrew thread. also offered clarification, you know, in a game planning thread, that's more acceptable. Not forcefully, but if they're going, oh, I'm considering, say, have you thought about this system as another option? Yeah. Not bad. If it's a game ad, are you trying to get blocked from getting in? Yeah. Right. It's actually yeah. it's actually against the rules to go clutter up a game thread like that by basically saying, I don't like the GM's decision, so I'm going to substitute my 
editions. Not good form. <clears throat> yeah, it, the the only time it might be appropriate is if it's in game planning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Boy, that was easy. We gotta have more ch- more questions. Yeah, five we minutes. have five minutes. Wow, he's he's forcing a timeline on this. Wow. <laughs> and then we all go to after. Yes. Hey, uh, what was the best thing you guys ate over Christmas? Goodness. I was eating so little. Um, the dessert my mom calls holly leaves, which is really just plain cornflakes, melted marshmallow with a little bit of green dye added, and little cinnamon candies. Oh, well, Ooh. another food question. She they're wants basic, no- they're oh. addictive, and your poop turns blue. Man, my, <laughs> my wife's... My wife's yeah. boss gave her something they called Christmas crack. It was like Czech mix. Yes. Only instead of like like being savory, it was sweet. It was like covered in like white chocolate and it had like M&Ms and like chocolate bits and Yes, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was uh what do you guys like uh, for snacks for the big game? Chibi wants to know. Hmm. Well we have some uh... go ahead. Uh, my personal favorite is that I do uh, caramelized fish sauce hot wings. Oh. I do a big batch. You, I make a sauce out of murin and soy sauce and a lot of fish sauce with a bunch of garlic. Toss them in that and caramelize that it would down. Be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have uh, some sausage stuffed mushroom caps upstairs that are going to be Ooh. yummy. I'm just a fan of whatever snacks my wife makes for us to take tomorrow. There is our grocery store makes this incredible green onion cheese ball with almonds on it. And it's just like we have to get it every every single time. Just if we're doing hors d'oeuvres or a snack, that is what everybody wants us to get. I don't even have to make anything. Mm, (laughs) But it's just it is so good. Uh, I also will usually do a big batch of beer batter onion rings. Oh, I can't eat those. Yeah, and I do, like, the night before, I cut all my onion rings and soak them in buttermilk. <gasps> in the buttermilk. Up. Yeah, well, in the buttermilk itself, I spice. You okay. soak, out, soak out the sulfur and replace it with spice. Mm. Obviously, Ruben, you and Absent Wizard are going to be doing a lot of cooking during the meetup. Um... Suddenly, I'm going to tell my son who cares about your 18th birthday. Uh, (laughs) I just want to try those onion rings. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I did volunteer to make dinner one night. Yeah, I mean, I think Ruben's going to be at my place before meetup, and then we're just not going to get him back to the Airbnb. (laughs) Probably. Oh, what one system do you want to play but haven't gotten to? Hmm. Oof, that's a tough play. I'm, I'm... Um, Dresden Files. Is... I actually haven't played Dresden Files. Oh, I could totally run Dresden Files. So difficult question. 
but I'm going to take a look at our game stats here to, to scroll on down the list and figure out which one is closest to the top. Blades in the Dark. I want to play Blades in the Dark. I could run Blades <laughs> in the Dark, too. Yes, I know. Stuff we need to set up for... I just want a steampunk game. I really want a steampunk game. I am thinking about running a steampunk game. <gasps> Can uh, you wait you for my what? food? As is you lot, you need to get more people coming to meet up to playing all the games you are already playing. That is true. I'm looking forward to actually getting those game write-ups done. I promise I will get it done tomorrow. Oh, actually, I need to check and see if I've had anybody apply for my Mutants of Masterminds game. I actually, I had more people apply for my games than I thought, but nobody, nobody so far wants to play hard-boiled noir with zombies. That's... Somebody needs to run firefighter sharks in space. Come on. <sighs> you know well, what we have actually... talked about weaving this stuff's tabletop with bubblegum. Yes. You know what? I ran that over Christmas. Santa what got kidnapped by Krampus, and everybody was one of the elves going to get Santa back. There was a lot of alcohol, wasn't there? <laughs> bubblegum elves. I, I don't think you can play all out of bubblegum without copious amounts of alcohol. Is there, what, are the, what are the elves? Does that leave me out? No. You can GM it. Oh, heavens no, please. That or, <laughs> no, you, just, you have somebody else be your stunt liver. <laughs> okay. Yeah, mine's in another bad shape, and I didn't even drink. Thanks. Um, no, we had one elf who was diabetic, who like fought oh, with hey. sharpened candy canes because he needed the constant sugar intake. <laughs> there was the OSHA elf who was responsible for making sure Santa's workshop was OSHA compliant. We had the oh, elf gosh. who got kicked. We had the elf who got kicked too hard in the head by the reindeer, and so he was big and simple, but he was Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic my wife played an elf who was actually a werietti <laughs> <clears throat> alright oh, producer what? guy is poking us telling us he wants it oh by the way the one system I've never gotten to play that I really want to Deadlands because you're always GMing it yep I'm always running it yeah, never got to play it. Playing it would be a good idea. Yeah, you know that's uh, Andrew J's White Whale rooms. Ah, you want a game that'll probably get him to do play by post? That right there's right, Andrew. Uh, I actually might run a. I might run Deadlands for the meetup. No, you someone else should run Deadlands for the meetup, so you can play it, yep. Ruben. No, you're busy. <laughs> yeah, play one game. Just play one game, Ruben. I, I have played one game. I played one of... Uh... Yeah, he's in my uh, he's in my uh, Warrior Rogue Mage game. Okay. Yep. That's going to be awesome. All right, so... Before we do the outro, just to cover it, since we're going to harp on it every episode until it happens. And I'll <laughs> drop a link again, too. Yes, please do. May 30th, 2020, we are having the first ever Myth Weavers meetup. Woo! Yay! Happening in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It is an excuse. I can speak still. 
it's an excuse for folks to get together, game, hang out, drink, drink, drink a little more, um, and just game. generally, generally just game, have a blast, get to hang out, because there are a lot of folks that have been on Mythweavers for, again, way longer than we want to admit, <laughs> that, you know, it's an excuse for us to hang out. We've got some newer folks coming that, you know, excuse, again, hang out, have fun, build the, community. build the community. So if you are interested in looking into Mythweavers Meetup, I just dropped the link in chat again. It is also, if you go to the Mythweavers website, it has its own forum. Yeah. Down in the bottom right, that says Mythweavers Meetup 2020. Yes, so go. It's go gonna for be me. A, it's yes. going to be a blast. Um, good chunk of the staff are coming, except for Amy, because her kid graduating is more important for some reason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it'll be fun. Uh, registration is 30 bucks. There's a lot of affordable lodging nearby, including a hotel that is immediately next door to the venue. And I mean, Airbnb. it is Kalamazoo, Michigan. How expensive is it going to be? It's not. And there exactly. is, so far, <laughs> there's at least one Airbnb with people all chipping in. I think the current one is $20 a night. Yeah, and, so, and you know, it's go to the forum. If it gets filled, start another one. There will be more people who want to chip in, I'm sure. Yep. Yep, I believe that's where I will be. Excellent. All right. Sure. All right. So, yes, that covered. Cool. Awesome. Going into the outro. So, before we wrap up the show, just want to remind everyone that Weaving Myths is made possible by our Patreon. So, if you'd like to support us and get access to the sweet, sweet rewards available to you, such as monthly character review, definitely consider signing up. If you didn't catch us live, don't forget you can post on Mythweavers or Mythweavers Facebook or the Mythweavers Twitter or the Weaving Myths Facebook, for that matter, with questions, corrections, or other general correspondence. You can also email us at weavingmythspodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you and can't wait to read your gaming stories or answer your questions. It's also worth noting that Season four, all the topics are laid out. We have a pre-podcast questions thread. This episode, we only had questions from Great Monkey. So if you read the topics and something sounds appealing, jump in that thread. Ask us questions. We will answer them during the show. Going off script? Cool. So <laughs> I'm Colin. I've been joined by the magnificent Amy. Eric. So long, and thanks for all the game. And Ruben. See thanks you later. for listening and <laughs> on leaving those myths. <laughs>